What will you do to unlock innovation? In today's fast-paced world, innovation might not be enough. Tomorrow's pioneers of change will need to be agile, able to adapt, and committed like never before. Your host, Santa Vending, invites you to listen in and join business leaders from around the world as they share their visions for success in our future business challenges. Welcome to Mind Innovation. I'm your host, Sana Dinding. I'm always excited to learn. And in today's podcast, we're going to talk about creating and empower employee culture. I want to welcome Lauren Winan. She has 20 years of HR experience, and she's the CEO and principal consulting at Next Level Benefits. So welcome, Lauren. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Excited yeah. for our conversation today, Santa. Me too. So um, I want to hear about your passion for human resources. You know, tell, tell me more about that. Sure. You know, um, I think like most HR professionals, I kind of ended up in human resources, not necessarily aspired to be there, um, you know, but I'm so thankful that I landed there because it's been such a wonderful ride. You know, I really enjoy um, the strategy that comes behind, you know, figuring out culture and engagement. And, um, you know, I started my career at a health insurance company and then landed in a benefits department within an HR team. Um, and it was just such a good, it was such a good fit. You know, I, I really enjoy focusing on um, people, people strategy, people operations. And, you know, my ultimate goal now that I'm a consultant is to help um, create more best places to work. It's just something that you know, I've been so excited about over the last 20 some years or so. And um, I'm glad that I found something that I'm passionate about. You know, anytime you can improve the lives of employees and ultimately contribute um, to the larger, you know, workforce at large, um, you know, I, you can't beat that. Yeah. No, it's all about the passion, right? Then you, you get out there at in the morning and you just, you, you love what you're doing. Um, I looked at some stats and it's, you know, talking about employee, employee engagement, engagement. So I saw that 71 of executives says that employee engagement is critical to their company's success. So, so let's talk about the engagement, you know, so what it is and how do you keep employees engaged and motivated? And let's also talk about COVID because how does that, you know, how has COVID actually impacted employees engagement? Yeah, well, so when we when we talk about engagement, you know, I think I think there's a misconception out there around exactly what engagement means, you know. So engagement really is, you know, do your employees want to come into work every day? Um, you know, do they want to be a part of the culture that you've cultivated as an employer? You know, these are the types of questions that HR folks kind of ask themselves as they're deciding exactly how to increase or enhance engagement. And so ultimately employee engagement is, you know, exactly kind of how I mentioned it. It's really, it, it's about, um, you know, how much the employee is willing to kind of put into the organization, um, not just because they're collecting a paycheck, but because they're invested in what the company is doing. And, you know, they're working with, you know, team members that they love and they're, you know, serving an, a bigger purpose. And when employees are fully engaged, you know, what we find through, you know, various statistics and various studies out there is that, you know, the more engaged employees are, the more productive your company is, you know, yeah. the, the, the bottom line is, you know, absolutely, um, you know, the sky's the limit really in terms of revenue and all sorts of, um, you know, metrics that you can kind of place around, you know, finances. But ultimately, you know, I think 
there can be issues as it relates to engagement when, um, you know, there's a few, I don't know, I'll say, um, you know, minefields that can kind of come up and that can be poor leadership can kind of thwart um, engagement, um, you know, any sort of, um, you know, issues as it relates to, you know, pay equity or, you know, lack of comprehensive benefits. You know, these are things that people are kind of like, well, what am I doing here? Or, yeah. you know, I'm not really sure this is for me, you know, and, and anytime, you know, an employee gets to a place where they're, they're, they're not motivated any longer to, you know, really kind of put forth their best effort. Um, you know, that's, you know, that, that's really challenging for an employer to kind of overcome. Usually in those types of circumstances, that employee is going to need to ultimately leave the organization or somehow find another role within the organization that kind of sparks that engagement again. Um, but to, you know, kind of follow up on that, that COVID um, uh, aspect to your question, you know, I think during the pandemic, um, you know, burnout was really kind of, you know, kind of playing here and still is, um, yeah. you know, a large role in our ability to kind of feel motivated and be engaged in what we're doing every day when it just feels like we're going through the motions each day. Um, and when you're working remotely, like a lot of folks are, um, you know, it's very challenging to kind of make those connections and to really feel the leadership and the culture and you know, have a common goal in mind. And so what I've been seeing a lot of companies doing and doing it very well is just being very conscious about communication and being very transparent and checking in with employees regularly. And that has helped to combat some of that burnout a bit, but also helped to kind of re-engage the workforce and kind of, you know, kind of set them on the course towards, um, you know, becoming, you know, as motivated as they were when they were on site, you know, now at home kind of exuding that same level of motivation. Yeah. So by keeping, you know, not get exhausted and keeping up that motivation, let, let's talk about the, the communication part. Um, how do you, what, what have you seen of, of a good strategy of how to communicate? You know, what, what have you seen there and what's the bad way of, of communicating if you have some examples? Yeah, well, well, a bad way would be not communicating at all. Um, and there are companies that still, you know, unfortunately are not communicative. They don't, maybe they don't have a communication, internal communications department, or perhaps they're just not that great at sharing, you know, what, what they're focused on and where their goals are, you know, where, where the company's headed and how they're going to reach those goals. And so, you know, best practices really are just, you know, communicating regularly and communicating often. So when you think about the organization from the top down, we want to make sure that everyone who's working at, at an organization really understands what, how their role fits into the larger framework of the organization and how their work directly impacts the organizational goals. Um, and so you can do that through a variety of different ways, but you know, regular touch points, um, regular sharing of any sort of organizational strategy and goals as they develop is a really great way to do that. And then also yeah. tying your, the performance goals to directly to what the organization is trying to achieve is also a way to kind of put that sense of accountability and responsibility into employees, which generally they want to have. Um, and that really does help with motiv motivation and engagement. So, you know, some of the, some examples, you know, additional examples might be, you know, maybe on a quarterly basis, um, you know, uh, different leaders within the organization, you know, send out messaging, um, you know, to employees or, 
perhaps they do a three to five minute video sharing some of things that, you know, some accomplishments that have occurred over the past quarter um, and where, you know, where work's being done um, to move uh, forward some of the goals of the organization. Um, you know, that has been something, like the videos in particular have been something that have really been impactful, um, yeah. particularly over the last 18 months. Um, but yeah, you know, I think, you know, from a best practice standpoint, anything you can do to reach your employees and to explain, um, you know, the steps that the organization is taking is, is really valuable. And from a leadership perspective, as a leader, regularly checking in with your employees, um, yeah. you know, hey, how are you doing? How are you doing today? Hey, I noticed that, you know, you put in a lot of time, you know, last week um, on that the project that you were working on. You know, I'm, I'm really thankful for the time that you put in. Is there anything I can do to help you? Can I remove any barriers for you? You mm. know, what, what challenges are you facing? Can, can I help you with that? Yeah. Um, you know, that type of dialogue at a leadership and employee level um, is really going to help to kind of deepen the relationship and make it easier for employees to feel valued. And ultimately, that's what all employees want is to know where they fit within the organization and feel like they're valued. Um, and so you can do that through small conversations or through big announcements or videos that you might you know, send out to the organization they all achieve the same thing. And I think transparency and active regular communication is the best way to go. Yeah. So that's, that's more the, the leadership and communication, you know, where you are, the strategy and all that. What about the, the small stuff that happened in the office before COVID where you chit chatted or you, you heard something through the door? No, not through the door, but um, that kind of relationship, where have you seen, what kind of changes have you seen? And, and again, any good, examples of saying this is a good way of, of, of doing it because I've, I can see people struggle and I can also see people saying oh they actually figured some of it out um, but I don't think we have a full solution yet of saying this is the best way of doing it yeah I mean it, it's really hard because I you know I agree with you we're in the midst of it so we're not we're, we're trying a bunch of different things and seeing what's working best so um, but it's a really good point. You know, we're, we're missing out on that interaction, that daily interaction that we would have had um, at work. We're also missing out on the, the ease at which we could collaborate in the on-site, you know, yeah. environment. Um, you know, what I'm finding is a lot of, um, you know, digital tools that are out there, things like Slack, um, you know, instant messaging tools, that sort of thing are, are really helpful, quite frankly. You know, I, I use them quite a bit with, some, with our clients um, it, and it's helpful to just kind of you know, question or if you just want to see how someone's doing. I was working with someone the other day who wasn't feeling very well or feeling under the weather, but I saw that they were online and just kind of checked in. Hey, how you doing? You feeling okay? And, you know, she sent back a few lines as well. So it's, you know, I think that I think that unfortunately we're having to resort to digital um, solutions at this point. Um, you know, but, but zoom happy hours, um, are having a moment, <laughs> um, you know, I think there's a lot of, uh, there's, there's a lot of opportunity to try different things and see what works. I know that there are some organizations too, that, um, they've created, uh, communities based on geography, you know, so most of us are spread out all over the country and a lot of large employers, for example, are just spread out all over. Some people have moved, you know, during the pandemic or after, you know, recently, um, to kind of resettle and they're still working remotely, but they're in totally new places. 
And you know, some organizations are creating um, community groups where you know, if I know, if I, let's say, you know, I'm in the Chicago area, which I'm not, I'm actually in the Pittsburgh area, but <laughs> I'm in Chicago, and there's you know, a hundred other employees might not be in my department, but there's a hundred other employees that are coworkers um, who work for the same organization as me, who live in the area, and um, we're connected through a community that allows us to schedule time outside of work to, to meet with each other. Or maybe we, we you know, decide that we're gonna meet up at a park or we're gonna meet up at a, you know, an outdoor restaurant for, for drinks or it, it allows you to uh, still collaborate um, on a personal level um, outside of work, outside of those you know, digital tools that are helping us professionally. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's kind of all over the place and you really, it's trial and error, you know, each, each company kind of has to figure out what works yeah. best for them. And each employee has to figure out what, what works best for them and each team and leader it's, it's kind of all over the place. But what yeah. I would recommend is that if you haven't put something in place that allows you to personally connect, um, on at least like maybe a, a monthly basis, you should consider putting something in place because it does make a big difference. Yeah, meet on another level. Yeah, and, and I've, as you say, you know, better just try something. So I, I, I will say, do the experiment, yeah. right? Don't don't say we're trying, just saying, hey, we experimented this and, and then see where it goes. Uh, because yeah, I'm sure you will get exactly. feedback as well of what went well or what didn't went, went too well. But so you just mentioned saying all the technologies, right? That, that That's going to be part of our lives. We have some, but but we had to reskill. I think I've, I right. We're all learning how to use Zoom, Teams, uh, all kind of new platforms. Um, how many messengers apps do I have on my phone? Because certain <laughs> friends only use this one, another one use this one, or the, right. So it's it's just forced us. So have you seen anything where companies have to go and saying we need to reskill our workforce because yeah. of that? Yeah, I actually have one client in particular, um, which is a really good example. They're actually reimagining their entire workplace. Um, they're moving from a you know fully on-site um, workforce to a remote workforce, and you know there's a lot of different pieces and parts that you have to think through, um, you know, as you're making that transition. Yeah. You know, and and one of them is around um, technology platforms, and they're looking. They're actually in the process right now of upgrading to um, you know more collaboration to incorporate more collaboration tools into their you know regular workplace. Um, and as part of that, they're realizing there's a lot of training needs here. You know, yeah. you know, we've all gotten used to the, the, the minimal platforms that we use today. But as we think about, you know, how the workplace is going to evolve and how quickly it's going to evolve, we need to kind of really understand what, what tools we have at our disposal and what's going to work best for different groups. And then we need to bring the employees along on that ride and make sure that they feel comfortable using the tools because what's the point of having them if people aren't going to use them? And people tend to not feel comfortable with these different types of technology when it's unknown and they're not sure. And, you know, they perhaps, you know, they've, they've tried and failed at something. And so there is a reskill component here. And I think it's really kind of just making sure that we're meeting employees where they're at. And, you know, HR, is, you know, can be great partners at this in, in partnering with groups like IT to really make sure that, okay, hey, you've identified the great tool IT that we're going to use. Now we need to change management this. Now we need to figure yeah. out how do we get the organization to understand 
um, how we're going to use these new tools, what the value is, um, where the training materials are, um, how we can get leaders on board to provide good examples of, um, be good examples, but be good stewards of the process and making sure that they're, you know, utilizing the tools effectively. Yeah. Um, you know, it's all about evolution at this point. And I think the workplace is evolving at such a rapid pace that we, we don't want to forget about the reskill component here and the training component that exists. Yeah. So I, I've done the, when learning a new tool, uh, created a meeting that's 20 minutes every week uh, between marketing engineers and sales and, um, and called it the CRM Academy. So we meet 20 minutes. Sometimes we cancel the meeting when we meet in and saying, I don't have an update, but we can actually share and saying, hey, I learned this with the new tool uh, last week and I want to share that. Oh, I'm struggling. I don't know how to do this or how to make this smarter or how to automate it. Um, but we're sharing the our experience and it can be a happy, you know, happy experience or it can be a struggle. Um, and it's only 20 minutes. You can do that 20 minutes. Um, oh, and it's absolutely. been such a success. It's been, we've actually been doing that for a year. And I love it because it builds personal relationships as well when we do it, um, because we're, like, we're chit-chatting a little bit. Um, and we also learn and we grow as a team and especially on that cross-functional. So that's, that's my advice <laughs> going into new technologies. That's such a great example. Like that's such a great example of, you know, being resourceful as a team and then leveraging the experiences that you've had with this tool. And I, I think that that is something that um, is going to be super beneficial if, if people take advantage of that. I mean, yeah. even like you said, 20 minutes, oh, like that's yeah. like nothing in comparison. And I bet you're learning way more about the tool than actually reviewing the training guide that might have been provided to you. <laughs> so, yeah, and, and we learn so. on the way. And, and what I've seen is that it's not just, oh, this is a marketing tool. It turned into be our tool, right? Everybody has responsibility, which is a bigger impact. It's not just printing it at one team saying it's your tool. What's nice too is it's another touch point with yeah. your coworkers that you might not have regularly had in your workday. And it's, you know, hey, we're we're chit-chatting about best practices around how this tool works, but we're also getting a chance to see each other's faces, probably via Zoom, mind you, but still, yeah. um, you know, we're getting to to to, to interact. And, you know, anytime you can kind of infuse that into your day, you, you know, you're really, it's really kind of satisfying, you know, both angles here, right? You know, you're, you guys are getting out of it what you need to from a training and reskilling perspective, but you're also getting a chance to engage with one another. And that's, you know, yeah. that's ideally what's going to make each day a lot easier and a lot better to get through. Definitely. Um, what about if we talk about mistakes, what have you seen, you know, with small, medium and big companies or businesses? What are, what are the common mistakes that they do? Yeah, you know, I would say uh, one of the big ones is, is lack of communication, which we've kind of already, you know, talked through. Um, you know, that's something that I see pretty repeatedly um, at, at all, all sizes, you know, not necessarily you know, regularly communicating or saying that more information is coming and forgetting to send more information or not necessarily regrouping when something has changed. So, you know, there's tons of times, particularly during this pandemic, but, um, you know, where, you know, you might put something out there, but then have to change course because something has kind of crept up as a hurdle or an obstacle and you need to kind of change things. Well, the people that you communicated to need to hear that, you know, they need to go back and you need to revisit and say, Hey, remember when we said X, Y, and Z? Well, now it's ABC and here's why, 
And so I think that, you know, transparency and communication is probably the number one mistake that I see regardless of size and regardless of industry. But I would also say that from, you know, when, when I think about engagement and leadership, you know, I, I see that smaller companies, um, you know, they do seem to have some trouble with engagement um, on some levels, um, meaning that, you know, I think that they can develop a very close-knit group, um, but sometimes they don't always understand the direction of, uh, of the organization, especially if it's a small business or a family business. You know, sometimes it's very challenging to really understand how do I fit? What, you know, like, how does this, how are we doing this? And is what I'm doing providing value? Should I be changing course? So they don't always get the direct feedback that they might necessarily need to be able to pivot, you know, change how they're doing things, they meaning employees. Um, and so I think there's an opportunity there, you know, for, for small employers to really kind of think through, are we being clear in our expectations and are we making sure that people understand the goals and where we're headed? Um, Cause sometimes small businesses don't always document their vision, their mission, their values, their goals. Um, and so there's opportunity there. Um, you know, I think mid-size, you know, mid-size to large kind of share very similar, um, you know, a lot of commonalities when it comes to workforce and labor and how, you know, all of that is structured. Um, you know, I do think that um, some, some mistakes there that could be rectified are really, you know, just, just making sure that, you know, people are, um, you know, they're, they're comfortable with um, leadership, that they understand, um, you know, where they can make an impact. Um, you know, really the biggest mistake I see is when leaders don't, um, you know, regularly communicate expectation and or um, they don't take the time to provide feedback in the moment. Um, so kind of similar to what I was just sharing related to small businesses, but, you know, with this um, angle, it's more around, you know, leaders not necessarily uh, maybe waiting until the annual performance review to give yeah. feedback as opposed to giving it in the moment regularly on a regular basis to see performance improve over time and to give clarity to to the employee to see okay this is this is what they want from me this is how this is going to work um, and so you know those are probably I would say the biggest you know mistakes that I see kind of happening I I, I, there's, there's a lot of others, but I would say those are the ones that if they're very easy to fix and they make the biggest impact when they're, you know, when they're done incorrectly, they, they have the, the most negative impact and the ripple effect can be very challenging. It can result in turnover. It can result in miscommunication. It can, you know, result in, um, you know, teams not being able to cooperate with one another because they don't understand what they want from each other. Um, and so it's, it, it's something that can be easily resolved. Yeah. So with the communication, um, you build trust, right? Cause you have that transparency. Is there other ways? Cause you need to build a lot more trust, um, again, right. Having yeah. that and empowering employees and trusting everybody, um, also gives you more productivity and happy engagement and all that. Um, so is there other ways that you can, um, communication is one part, but how do you support the growing of trust in, in different teams or across different? Yeah, teams? that's a really good question because, you know, trust and, um, 
trust is a very tricky subject because there are teams that are very competitive with one another that make it challenging to kind of build that level of trust. Um, you know, but then there are teams who are able to do it super easy because they're, you know, they're comfortable with one another. They're not necessarily as competitive. Um, they want to see each other, you know, win um, and celebrate those wins. So, you know, I would say, um, you know, two things come to mind when it comes to kind of you know, instilling that, that trust amongst teams um, and leaders for that matter. Um, you know, one would be, you know, really making sure that, um, uh, that the that the conversations that you're having with with each other are direct and um, respectful um, and open. Um, and I think that when you put out there that you know, hey, I'm I'm a teammate of yours. I've got your back, but I'm going to share feedback with you so that we can all be better. Um, that your team knows that you're coming from a place. Um, of, you know, you're not being malicious, you're not trying to do anything negative, you're just, you're, you're just, you're trying to express yourself so that you can all be better. And so, you know, what I would recommend is, you know, really staying focused on, um, you know, that trust angle from a perspective of making sure that, you know, you're very clear with, you know, how you, um, you know, perceive different things um, with, uh, with each other, like, for example, I'm thinking of this example in particular around a project, you know, so if you're working on a project with one another, you know, you want to be clear about, okay, if you're handling this, I'm handling that, if that, you know, particular piece of the project is, is not necessarily meeting the standards of the others, you have to have that tough dialogue. Yeah. If you don't have a really good sense of trust amongst your team, that tough dialogue can turn into something that results in, you know, the breakdown of relationships. But if you have trust and you know that that person's coming from a place of just wanting the, the work product to be better and wanting you to shine and wanting you know, all of you to have a good team experience, then it's, it's a different perspective. It, it, you're not necessarily looking at it with the lens of being defensive. You're looking at it with the lens of, oh, okay, they just want, they want to see the best out of me and they want to see the best out of this team. Um, you know, I, I think also too, you know, second from a trust perspective, accountability is a really important piece of the puzzle here. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if you are a team member that consistently misses deadlines or doesn't take accountability or responsibility for your portion of the work, it's very difficult for your team members to trust um, yeah. that you're going to be, you know, reliable, responsible. Um, and, you know, there might be, you know, issues later down the line um, around performance that may impact the team, you know, as a whole. Um, and so I think that trust is super important, but accountability is really, you know, part of the equation as well. And, you know, making sure that you're very, you know, clear and open with one another and let people know that you're coming from a place of, I just want to see you do well. Yeah. No. And it all starts again, back to that communication. Um, yeah, it's how, right? for me, I, you know, and I think I there's a common theme in everything I talk about is, you know, for me, communication is so critical. Yeah. Um, and it's the thing that I see when there is a lack of communication or, um, you know, some sort of hurdles around understanding each other's, you know, where they're coming from, um, that 
those are the biggest issues that I see in the work that we do with our clients is the, the most challenging um, situations arise from a lack of communication. Yeah. Um, and so foundationally, if that is part of how you lead or um, how you interact with other team members, um, it's going to make a huge impact on really everything else. Yeah. Um, and so that's I, you know probably why I'm way more focused on communication than I should be, but it's just because I've seen the yeah. downside of the lack of communication. That's a good one. Um, so we, we learn every day. So what you know more now than you did 10 years ago. So what would you have told yourself like 10 years ago? Um, you know, I, I probably, you know, the, t gosh, I'm trying to put myself in that place of where I was 10 years ago. You know, I probably would tell myself that, um, to have more patience. Um, you know, I think that was something that I lacked, um, in my younger years. Um, I was very much, uh, and still am to this day, a perfectionist. And that does get in my way sometimes. Um, it's much more manageable now than it was. Um, but I really lacked patience when it came to, um, you know, certain things professionally that just you know, weren't necessarily going the way that I wanted them to, whether it be a project or whether it be a career path or whether it be a, you know, professional relationship. Um, you know, it was, it was challenging for me to accept um, that, you know, not everything works out the way that I want it to. Um, and so I would say that, you know, patience and, um, and maybe, you know, less perfectionism, you know, kind of managing that perfectionism a bit would have been something, some advice I would have given, you know, myself, um, if I had a chance to, to chat with that person who <laughs> that's, existed that's 10 years ago, that's a different person today. <laughs> but that's good, right? We, we, we learn every day. Um, right. It would be scary if we haven't changed in 10 years. So, that's for uh, sure. yeah. That's for sure. So if somebody wants to contact you, where, where, where can they find you? Sure. So thanks for asking. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, next level benefits, um, our website, um, nlbenefits.com, um, is a great place to check out what we're working on, um, how we help our clients. We also feature some of our clients on the website, um, provide some commentary from them. Um, and it's the best way to get in touch with me. Um, you can schedule a call or send me an email via the site. Um, and it's a, a great way to connect and to understand how we can help you um, and how we can uh, help you create uh, more best places to work. Great. So thank you so much, Lauren. I, I, it was just a great talk or chat today. Um, and I think it, it's so important that the employee engagement is just a necessary priority, right, for every business. And it's not just for next year. It's, it's, some, it's just a key. You need to have this. It is. Engagement and communication are hand in hand. Um, and there's so many different ways that you can influence that as a leader, as a, you know, as a organization in general, an HR professional, an employee, so many different ways to make an impact. I really appreciate um, the conversation. Thanks for having me. Thank you. If you enjoy this podcast, maybe you'd like to hear more, please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Be sure also to check out our website, mindtheinnovation.com. And remember, stay curious and keep learning.